Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefni Early and you're listening to the Sports Preview Show here on the podcast. It's episode 225 and today is in association with CrossFit Carrick in Carrick and Shannon on the Dublin Road. They are currently taking bookings for an eight-week beginner course which includes two one-hour classes per week, unlimited access to the gym, nutrition advice, introduction to CrossFit, cardio, weights, gymnastics... It's in a small group environment with two coaches, so it's COVID compliant as well. And if you're looking to get fitter, stronger and lose weight in a friendly and comfortable environment, get in touch with them. Their email is cfcarrick at gmail.com or you can contact them on 87 1558 or 86 All the information on their Facebook page, which is CrossFit Carrick. If you look that up, you'll find all the information you want. Thank you very much to CrossFit for their continued support of the show. And of course, if you want to sponsor the show, get in touch with us here, info at leitrimdaily.com. Anyway, let's get on with the actual meat of the weekend. And there is plenty of action this weekend to talk about across the county. On a couple of different fronts, we have a massive weekend of Gaelic games. The senior and intermediate football championships are down to the semi-final stage. We'll be, take it, we'll be talking about those games later in the programme. While also, we have a couple of refixtures in the ladies' football world as well. Two semi-finals from last week that weren't played because of COVID suspensions for Kiltubbert and Fina, respectively, will now take place this weekend. We'll run through those games as well later in the programme. It's also the start of the Sligo, Leitrim, Super League and Premier League season, as well as all the underage soccer at junior level with the Sligo, Leitrim and District Soccer League. We'll be talking to all of the Leitrim teams, three this year. When we started, there was only a single team in the county. Now we have three adult men's teams in the county. It's a huge step up for the sport of soccer in the county over the last couple of years. It's great to see some more teams popping up all over the place. So let's get on with some of the fixtures of the weekend. And we're going to start with those semi-finals in the Leitrim GAA world. And at senior level, of course, as we all know at this stage, haven't been following it all summer on the show, we have defending champions Glencar Manor. They face St. Mary's on Sunday afternoon at 4.30 in Park Sean McDermott. While Mohull, they will play FINA local derby there at 6pm on Saturday. All that, those games in Park Sean McDermott. The intermediate semi-finals also in Carrick and Shannon. And they are at 3pm on Saturday afternoon. Carrie Gallen versus Anna Duff. While last year's relegated teams, Drumahair and Gorth Lettre, will face off in one semi-final at 1.30 on Sunday. There are some other Gaelic games of note over the weekend on the boys' side of the house, and they are, of course, the under-17 or minor finals. The Division 2 final takes place this evening uh, between Glencar Manor and Melvin Gales. That game thrown in at 6pm up in St. Osnett's in Glencar, while in the Division 1 final, St. Mary's and Alan Gales will go to battle at 12.30 in Ballinamore on Saturday afternoon. So the best of the underage talent in the county will be on show this weekend as well. It's a really big weekend for Gaelic games in the county. In terms of ladies football, of course, those two games we mentioned already, both taking place on Sunday morning at 11am, the usual ladies football time for this season. Uh, in senior football championship, the semi-final between Kiltubbert and Balnamore, Shona Heslins, will take place in Leitrim Village at 11am. The winner, of course, will play Glencar Manor, who came over the challenge of St. Joseph's last Sunday morning. In the Ladies Junior Football Championship, Fina and Glencar Manor will do battle at 11 o'clock. That game in Park Nivmoor in Carrick on Shannon on Sunday morning, 11am. Throw in time there. Now, we did talk about the start of the soccer leagues locally, and we will be talking to some of the personalities involved in that. As three Leitrim teams take to the, the turf over the next three days, to start their seasons in the Sligo, Leitrim and District Soccer Leagues. Of course, Mick Manor we covered on the show extensively last year, right up until about three weeks ago. It was only when they finished last season because of the COVID shutdown. Uh, they, of course, are the defending Glasshouse Cup champions for this year. They will be playing Strand Celtic on Sunday morning at 11am in the B Park in Manor Hamilton to kick start their season this year and will they go one better than their second place finish in the league last year in division two effectively the second tier of competition it's called the premier league it can be a little bit confusing i will grant you that but the premier league 
is the second level of competition. And we've two Leitrim teams in that. Carrick Town, they begin their second season back in junior football. They've got a new Italian feel to their management team this year. We'll be talking to Alessio Mignone later in the show, as well as some of the players from Carrick. Sean Hayden will be joining us later in the show as well, while Drummer Hare and Kulani United do battle that game at 2pm on Sunday afternoon. Unfortunately, a clash with their Gaelic game, uh, which can't be avoided, unfortunately, just the way things have fallen for them. It's a bit disappointing on the first day out to be uh, missing a couple of players, but also missing probably a lot of supporters, even though the game is behind closed doors. Uh, but the, uh, the the setting in Drumahair, where the walkway walks past, I could guess a lot of people will be getting a lot of miles in. Uh, the Fitbits will be going nuts uh, for the 10,000 steps on Sunday afternoon around Drumahair. They won't be in the ground, but they'll be able to watch from the path outside the gate of the grounds. In terms of uh, other things that are going on that caught my eye over the week, of course, uh, bingo has become the latest fad for fundraisers for a lot of our uh, GA clubs and other sports clubs across the county and across the country. Uh, Drive-in bingo, and it's just it's taken the world by storm. And, of course, that's on in Mohol every Monday for the month of September. You can check it out with the club at 7.30 start, but do check with the club. You may have to confirm your place beforehand if it's not already sold out. A lot of clubs have been doing this over the last few weeks. It's supposed to be, I haven't been, but it's supposed to be a great night out, uh, a bit of crack, and it's all COVID compliant, which of course is so important in these day and ages. In terms of the coronavirus and, and the COVID effects over the last few weeks, it's great to see Carrick Town back on the field of play this week. Also, Kiltubbard ladies and men's teams both back from their suspensions, as are FINA, while Leitrim Gales issued a statement about uh, a close contact with a coronavirus case during the week. All of that appears to have settled down. Uh, all of the the contact tracing has proved to have no um, positive knock-on effects, which is fantastic news for our communities and our sports clubs across the county. So continue to be vigilant. Please don't go to games. Please try and stay away from games. I know you want to be there, but it is for our own protection. Observe social distancing, wear a face mask, and wash your hands as often as you can throughout the day. Uh, and again, please don't be feeling you need to get into games there are rules there to protect us to protect you to protect the players and it is our own community and our own families as well that it's all there to do anyway that's it from the fixtures of the weekend let's get into the fun stuff Now we're going to start with the Gaelic football and we did speak to each of the senior teams ahead of the championship this weekend. We're going to start in chronological order as we work through the weekend and of course Mohol and Fina do battle on Saturday afternoon. That game at 6pm, say afternoon, evening, that game at 6pm in Park Sean McDiarmid. Of course all of the intermediate semi-finals and senior semi-finals are available on the live streaming service from Leitrim GA. If you haven't used it yet it's getting rave reviews. The quality has been phenomenal and of course the commentary team of John Lynch and Martin McGowan have been excellent as well. It's really been a credit in this circumstance where people can't get to games to Leitrim GA for the work and the quality of the output of that particular group of people is absolutely astounding and it's it's bringing in well-needed funds as well for the county board. It won't replace what's missing in terms of attendances but it certainly helps keep the coffers ticking over in a rough period for everybody involved in any form of public life, whether it's sports, charities or business, or even just your own personal finances over the last couple of months. Anyway, in terms of that, all the details are on live.leitrimga.ie. Check it out over there. Uh, it's €20 Euros for a weekend pass. Well worth it if you have a passing interest in all of the games. €7 Euros for individual games if you really only care about your own club or whatever that might be over the weekend. Anyway, let's get on with the actual interviews for this week. Ahead of the Mohol Fina game, I caught up with Alan Armstrong of Mohol. But first, let's hear from the, the pretenders to the throne in the shape of Fina. And here's Mark Keegan. Now, of course, one of the slightly surprise packages of this year's championship has been Fina St. Collins, and I'm joined by their centre-back, Mark Keegan, to talk about their chances in their semi-final this weekend against Mohol. Mark, welcome to the programme. Cheers, thanks. Mark, tell us about, uh, I suppose, the season so far, because a lot of people put years, the minnows, in that group of death, but you've come out of that, and not only just out of that, but you've done it in style, and you've blitzed your way to a semi-final. Things must be pretty good in the Fina camp at the moment. 
Uh, they are, yeah. I suppose last year was obviously a disappointing year, um, battling in the relegation. But I think we all kind of knew in the club what we're capable of, and you know we're happy this year that we've proven ourselves to be up there. And I think this is where we where we belong. And last year was just a bit of a blip, but um, yeah, we got through it, and we're happy to be here now. In terms of the game on Saturday, of course, Mohol, the opposition, a lot of people's favourites to win the championship out. You've already come across them this year. You played them over in Philly McGuinness Park in Mohol a couple of weeks ago. It didn't go your way that day on the scoreboard, but it was a fairly even contest. Uh, what's the, the, I suppose, the, the thoughts and expectations going into the game on Saturday? Yeah, obviously, Mohol are a great side. They've been winning championships the last few years, obviously, winning leagues under Port Davis and stuff. And, you know, we're, we, we know they're. Uh, well-seasoned team they're very experienced and you know when we met them the last day I thought we were very close to them and we were up to the battle and I think it's good that we have a bit of experience playing them and we know what to expect now going into this game but I suppose the thing is like group games aren't really the same as knockout and you can't take too I suppose you can take some bits from it but you can't take too much and every game is a new game and you just have to go out expect it to be a battle every time and you know this will be we know what we're made of and so I suppose the group game will have little bearing on this. So what are you expecting from Mohol on Saturday? What kind of approach do you think they're going to be taking to the game? Ah, just like any other just like any other game they go out they go out and score lots and you know, we know they have obviously a great forward line in there. Um and I mean they're they're very good all over the field. They've a lot of county seniors, they've lads involved with county development squads the whole way up and we know they're all a bunch of real good real good footballers, so I suppose we know what to expect with them. We know what we're coming up against, and hopefully, our lads. Hopefully, we're able to. Hopefully, we're able to battle with them. Speaking of people playing at county level, you've no shortage of them in your own squad. There's five county seniors as part of your forward division there in in the club. It must be great to have that caliber of player to to rise all of your your reputations and all of your I suppose confidence levels into this stage of the championship. Yeah, it's great to have the lads. They bring a great intensity to the every training that they're at and obviously this year is, is new because we have them at almost every training session usually they're caught up with county commitments but you know it's great to have them they're bunch of quality footballers and obviously Donald's been involved with Leto for so many years and very experienced there uh, Ryan obviously is all like great footballers all of them but yeah they really have brought a new intensity to training and you know, really lifted the rest of us on. So, in terms of the actual makeup of the squad, because I look across the other teams, and you have people like James Glancy playing with Manor Hamilton and Jonathan Cassidy playing with um, with St Mary's, and there's others as well in, in the Mohol squad that are that are of a certain age profile. They don't exist in your world because Donald Wren that you mentioned is the oldest player in the squad at 26. What's it like being in a squad that's so universally young? That's it's interesting. Like obviously been with the squad the last two years there have been a few older lads that have been there and you know they're great for the experience side of it but everyone playing now is kind of on the same wavelength we've obviously grown up playing together underage we've won plenty of plenty of championships and stuff when we were underage so I suppose you know we're all we're all well aware of each other we all know how to play with each other and I think that's all that really matters I don't think experience comes in well experience I suppose would come into it but you know, I think we're all well used to each other and we're comfortable playing with each other and I think that's uh, that's pretty important. So, well, I suppose my question really was about is it a positive to have you all in the same frame of mind in terms of... Because a 36 or 37 or 38-year-old has a very different outlook on life to an 18 to 20, 22-year-old. It's a very different, I suppose, state of, of life for people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we're all, we're all mates here. We all know each other very well and I suppose it's easy to... It's easy to work with work with someone you know how they work and you know we're all on the same wavelength in terms of understanding each other's play and I think that is pretty important when you go out into a game if you've known someone your whole life I suppose you, you trust them that bit more and you know I think that's that's very important so that's working for us at the moment and hopefully it can keep going obviously it's working for you at the moment is right in terms of the, the makeup of the four teams you've got Carrick and Shannon Mohol and uh, Manor Hamilton there three big towns within the county Fina very small rural area, small village. You've you've outlasted the likes of Balnamore, even Kinlaw, Leitrim Village now would be deemed reasonably big towns in the county. What is that special about this particular group of players in FINA that has you running so well this year? I don't think it's anything particularly special, really. I just think we're... I suppose this year is different to any other year with the whole uh, lockdown and everything. And I suppose it's a bit of a shake-up to the championship. Obviously, 
Aho Willow weren't at their best and Ballamore probably left earlier than people expected. So I suppose maybe it's just it's just a different different sort of championship. But I guess, you know, we'd worked hard all all year, we worked hard through lockdown and we wanted to bounce back from a bit of a disappointment last year year last year. So I suppose that's kind of in the back of our mind that we want to prove ourselves that bit more. Um, so I suppose that's a fairly big driving point. But yeah, we're all kind of we're all kind of at that kind of level now we're going to push the club on and you know we've got a panel there 24 25 26 lads there that are all all very capable of playing and you know we're all pushing each other training and i think that's very important you know yeah and i suppose a lot of people uh, talk about the four or five lads who are on the county team and they get a lot of column inches we talk about them a lot on this show but in terms of that other maybe 15 to 20 lads who are there at fina they're probably more important than the, the superstars shall we call them uh, well, I suppose, yeah, like, I mean, you can't have a training session with only a few lads, like, you'd be tough enough, so, I mean, everybody's there to, everybody's there to train and, and push each other on, and, you know, as much as the seniors push us on, you know, we feel that we, we, we do similar similar work for them in terms of pushing their game on and stuff, and, you know, we all work for each other, and I think it's important that it's not just the 15 that are playing on the day, or it's not the five county seniors, you know, everybody's there, everybody has a role, and uh, that kind of that mindset is really what pushes the team on. I think that you know you can trust every man that's on the panel to do a job for you, just like you'll do a job for them. Of course, new manager this season in the shape of Joe Flynn, and he got to the quarterfinal stage with St Mary's last year. He's with you this year. You've probably got a bit further, as I said at the outset, that most neutrals would would have expected you to go. What's possible for this group of players and, and management? Ah, yeah, obviously Joe's been great this year. Um, but I, I suppose you know anything's possible. Really, put your mind to it. And I think that's what we've we've been trying to do this year. And I suppose we might have surprised a lot of people around the county. But in terms of ourselves, we know what we're capable of, and it's it's kind of this is the level that we expect ourselves to be at. And same for Joe; he expects us to be here, and we we know ourselves what we're what we're made of. And you know, he's definitely brought that that mindset into it, where you know it's up to us to to go and to go and get these results and to go and get this far and yeah he's been a great uh, great addition to the team now well listen there's a, a quiet confidence seems to be exuding from the the camp there in fina so i wish you the very best of luck on saturday afternoon and hope things go your way in terms of uh, the next couple of weeks in terms of a, a title challenge i keep saying that to all the teams but i think i really am excited to see what happens over the next couple of weekends mark keegan thank you very much for joining me Cheers. Thanks for having me. Now, this Saturday sees the clash of, for the second time this year in the Championship, of Neighbours, Fianna St. Collins and Mohol. And I'm joined by the fullback for Mohol, Alan Armstrong. Alan, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Alan, it's been an interesting year for Mohol. Bad start on the opening day against Balnamore. They beat you by a point, I suppose. That would have been disappointing on some respects. But now, at this stage of the season, they were, they're out of the championship. You're still here, and you're facing Fina, who you've beaten already this season. It's been a kind of a roller coaster of games so far. Let's maybe start there. Let's talk about the, the group stages and how how you you made your way through that group stage. That opening day defeat to Balnamore must have been disappointing. Yeah, it was disappointing in terms of obviously suffering the loss. Um, we didn't we didn't think about it too much as such. You know, it was a loss that we 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 we, we suffered, um, but like we were missing a few. There's a couple of lads that were were still injured and coming back. So while while we were disappointed with with uh, with the loss, we, you know, it was still a good performance. We were happy enough how we played, um, and obviously we were aware that we had a couple of lads to come back. So um, yeah, look, it was it's it's kind of a process that we just need to. You kind of take it on the chin and you keep moving forward as such. And I suppose week two then, you faced a St Mary's side that had been beaten by Fina, your opponents, on Saturday uh, in the first round of games. And I think that's probably the result of the season so far in terms of the one that's had the most effect because it's what we've all been talking about over the last couple of weeks is the, the re-emergence of St Mary's after that victory. It was a very one-sided game, but it's given a bit of a kick in the in the ass to, to St Mary's over the last few weeks. How what has it done for the Mohol side in terms of your confidence levels? Uh, well, look at as you said, like we when, when we when we suffered the defeat against Ballymore, we went out with full intentions of, of putting in a, an, another good performance. Um, you know, just playing well, doing the simple things right. So, look at unfortunately, uh, you know, we, we we you know we came out with it with a good performance in Carrick, just not so much. Um, but you know, I, I suppose from a club's perspective, you know, we knew that Carrick didn't turn up on the day, and. and you know, obviously there's a few few issues in terms of 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 um, 
you know what they were what they were trying to do and things like that. But look at you know Carrick are never are never out of it. You know until until they're gone, they're kind of like the Ahoolin attitude. You know they never give up that sort of thing. So look at it, it just pays dividends. You know to to, to the lads. So look at fair play to them. In terms of the third game, then of course Saturday's opponents were your visitors to Philly McGuinness Park. Uh, you came out with a, probably the tightest game you had in the championship that you came out on the right side of. Uh, you beat them pretty well, although. Given another few minutes, they might have really had something to say about the final result in that too. Yeah, look, Athena, look, they're a very young team, very talented team, and I think everybody can see that by the way they play. Um, look, we're just still very, very much concentrated on ourselves. We know that the only people on, on the day that will beat us is, is ourselves as such. So that's the way we go out. That's the way we, we, we fix ourselves up for, for every game. So, um, look, it was a tough game, absolutely. Um we'd be hoping to, to to repeat it again this 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 weekend. Well, let's talk about Sunday because obviously you know Fina very closely. Like there's they're a, a very local team to Mohol as well. They're only really just down the road, the far side of Gorva. And in terms of of how often you've played them over the years, they've been this common team. They've won an intermediate championship a few years back, and they've they've kind of had this group of players coming through that are young and eager and hungry. What do you do on Saturday to? to counter that and to make sure that it's your name on the on the draw for the set, the final when it comes round on, on Sunday evening. I was just you know like what I said already there like I suppose every game that we go out to play we just concentrate on ourselves. Um, I suppose we feel as 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 a bunch of players uh, in Mohol that look at on, a, on any given day I suppose we can be beaten but when we put in and we we're fully focused and we're fully concentrated we feel that we, we you know, we will come out the better, the better of of of, of both. But look, at Fina are very good, uh, as I said already. Like they're very young, very talented, very committed, and obviously they're hungry to win one. Like I think it's 17 years since the last time they were in the semi-final. So, like you know, you can't take that away. But I think the way a bit of experience with us, we just fix ourselves up the way we think that, um, you know, we're best positioned to play. So, look, at hopefully, you know, everything will, and we're confident that that we will come out the, the better at the weekend. Do you know what your what's lies in wait in terms of Fina? What are you expecting from that Fina side on Saturday? I suppose what I expect is a good hard, uh, good hard game as always. Look at the, the, you know, they're very talented in terms of how they move the ball, and they're, 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 I suppose they're getting to that stage where they're, 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 they're competing physicality wise. Um, but look at they're fast, they're, they're young fellas, <laughs> so they, they, you know, they'll move, they'll move, uh, you know, quite, quite a bit. So look at. Um, it'll be a good game it'll be a good game to watch I suppose so um, looking forward to it in terms of the, the direct matchups you'll find yourself maybe Mark and Ryan O'Rourke on Saturday evening potentially any worries about that or are you excited by the prospect of testing yourself against a, a player of his reputation and quality I look at him I'm tested every week every every, every week I go up to play for Mohal so uh, I look at it no it doesn't matter it doesn't really bother me who I'm Mark as such um, you know we just go out and do our own job I suppose if we all do our own job, we'll 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 hopefully uh, come out the better of the both. So, uh, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't dwell too much on who I'm marking. It's it's more so how I perform is is probably the biggest issue that I have. Of course, the the game all played behind closed doors as well. So there's going to be no supporters other than maybe a few club officials and the and the substitutes on the sideline on Saturday afternoon. Does that make any difference to how you approach the game? I look at it, you know, it'd be, it's it's nice having having I suppose the the fans or the spectators at the game, you know, it gives that bit of an atmosphere when when you do something good, uh, it kind of lifts the spirits and obviously then when, when you know as as I've said it's it's like the 16th man on the field, you know, when things are going good or things are going bad, when you hear that lift from the crowd, it 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 brings the team on. So look, there are things that we we, we kind of have to address ourselves, um, you know, we just need to concentrate on the game as such. Um, and hopefully, you know, if it's if, if, if all going well, if we get into the final or whoever's in the final, um, that the crowds or even a certain amount of the crowds might be allowed back. So, look, with the help of God, but yeah, definitely, like, the crowds are missed, you know, by all the players, yeah. In terms of the, on the line, of course, Liam Keenan's one man who will be on the sideline. He's been your manager now for two seasons. What has he added to the, the, the team, I suppose, since the, I suppose the dominance of the, the early to mid-teens and uh, 2010 and on I suppose um, Mohan have been not, not quite at the races in the last year or two but you seem to be back with a new hunger and a new verve for that kind of flowing football with players able to stick the ball over the bar from anywhere on the pitch it, it's it's great to watch Mohan over the last few weeks and in terms of what Liam brings to that how, how much of an impact has he had? 
Yeah, no, look, I suppose last year we were second, I suppose the players were more second for, for losing it, but, you know, you could see it and how much it meant to Liam and, and he was disgusted that, I suppose, we all felt that we kind of left it behind ourselves, but, look, at, we, we came back with this new approach this year and Liam has been kind of driving it as, as well as the players, but, you know, he's put together as a, a very, very good management team. Um, you know, there's there's a mixture of, of lots of experience and then, uh, Mickey McGuinness and and things like that, you know. So they they they've all played a huge role for us as players to try and and push us on to that to get us to that next level again. Um, but look, he's he's brought some serious um experience and and has kind of taught some of us how to to view the game a little bit different and in terms of how we set up and how we attack and how we defend. Like so, he's uh he's been a serious addition to the team and and he'd be. You know, he's he's he just understands it, and he understands it how to approach the players, I suppose, from from the playing aspect of it as well. So, no, he's 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 very very good. Absolutely, I'm not sure Mickey McGuinness will be too happy. We said a lot of experience, and Mickey McGuinness, he brings plenty of experience to the role himself. He might not, uh, ta- he, he, he might not thank you for that. Him, so he knows the he knows the story. <laughs> but, uh, but look, at it, it's 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 very good to have him have him there, even just as a as a coach. As I played with him for 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 a number of years, but having him as a coach, he views things very differently. And and I suppose when you're playing. You know, you see it from 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 a player's uh, perspective, but when when you see it from the on, from the sideline, you know it's it's always welcomed, I suppose, as, as someone as highly highly regarded as Mickey. Uh, but when he tells you something, you kind of pass you pass a little bit of heat on it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't like it to be the first man to get a slap because of something you said from a player on your own side or a coach on your own side. <laughs> uh, in terms of the weekend, listen, I'm wishing everybody the best of luck, and I'll do the exact same to you, Alan, uh, for Saturday afternoon, the senior semi final against Fina. I wish you the best of luck, and if there's a final after that, I'm sure we'll be chatting to someone in the club if not yourself over the next few weeks as well so uh, good luck on Saturday evening perfect thanks a million on Sunday of course it's the turn of St Mary's and the defending champions Glencar Manor two teams that know each other very well over the years but they've got very different age profiles to them during the week I caught up with the chairman of St Mary's Thomas Crow, who's is also the under-17 manager. We'll talk about both games with him in his interview. But first, let's hear from Kenneth McMorrow of Glencar Manor Hamilton. Now, the second semi-final at the senior level this weekend sees Glencar Manor, the current champions and defending champions, take on Carrick and Shannon side St Mary's Kiltard in Park Shaw McDermott in Carrick and Shannon on Sunday evening. I'm joined by selector for Glencar Manor, Kenneth McMorrow. Kenneth, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Bethany. Thanks for having me. Kenneth, you're no strangers to the, the latter stages of the championship in recent years. Glencar Manor have been there, thereabouts, for most of the last decade. Uh, how are you shaping up ahead of uh, Sunday's game? Oh, yeah, like it's going to be looking, really, really looking forward to the match now on Sunday. We, you know, had a tough quarter final against Ballinamore, uh, so we got through that. And, uh, yeah, just delighted now to be going into a semi-final on Sunday, yeah. It's been a stra- it's been a strange kind of situation over the last few weeks. Uh, the championship and league season and everything condensed into essentially the last maybe six or seven weeks. And how how weird has that been from the club's point of view to have so many intense games coming at you hard and fast every week? Yeah, it's it's very tough. It's very tough. Uh, realistically, you'd love a league, you know, to start trying out players. You know, um, it's very difficult to put lads straight in to a senior championship match, you know, so that's where we'd like to have league games, you know, to test out a few lads, but um, it's been very tough, but like, to be honest, the players have worked really hard and, and you know, they've come through lockdown in great shape, so yeah, it's it's all going well, yeah, so it's tough. Let's talk about that semi-final, or the quarter-final, I should say, against Balnamore a couple of weeks ago, because I think every neutral in the county would have put their mortgage on Balnamore. It didn't quite happen for them on the day. You just seemed to have that little bit of extra guile, that bit of extra experience, and just it saw you through in the end. How much of a, uh, I suppose, of a, a lift do you take from a performance like that and, and coming out against the odds and beating a team that's fancy to, to get through that game? Yeah, it's very positive. Yeah, it, it's um, training has been enjoyable uh, the last two weeks. Um, but but yeah, like we, I suppose we we started off the group. Um, you know, we did a few tough games. You know, we had to grind out a few wins, and then obviously a game against Melvin Gales where they caught us on the hop, I suppose. But we learned a lot from them games, and um, you know, we we um, you know sorted out a lot of stuff with training, and then 
were very positive going into the game against Ballinamore and we got a good good performance out of all the lads and that was very important, you know. So everybody put in a big performance on the day and we just um, eventually got over the line with them, yeah. So. I, I suppose that was built on a, a very solid ending to the game against Leitrim Gales and your final group game that, that saw you come second in that division. In terms of the, the game on Sunday, what are you expecting from Carrick? Well, you know, Carrick are, you know, we know Carrick pretty well at this stage, like, we might have met them last year in the championship, but we played them in a the league, I suppose. And, you know, the last couple of years, we've been there thereabouts in semi-finals. But, like, Carrick are, are no doubt a, good, a very good team. They've got a lot of experience there with, with youth as well. So, uh, they're quite similar to us, really, but uh, they're going to give give it everything. They're going to give a lot of work rate and, and uh, you know, a lot of a lot of attack and football. So, it's going to be a good game of football, I think, you know. So, yeah. What are you going to have to do to, to kind of counteract that or maybe set your own agenda the whole way through the 60 minutes? Yeah, well, that's it. Just just get get a performance, really, from from uh, 1 to 15. Um, that's the main thing, really. If you get a performance and, uh, you know, work great on the day, um, you know, and, and, you know, get 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 your forwards on the ball a lot. And, uh, you know, we're looking, looking forward to a good game of football, yeah. So hopefully we get across the line on the day. I suppose you've been there so often in the last few years. Like, is there an maybe a case of fatigue where th- that you take the eye off the ball a little bit? Is that a worry at all going into the game? Yeah, it could happen. It could happen. But I think, you know, for us, like we've got some great leaders on the field. Like you can do as much training with them as possible, and they're they're all set up. But as soon as they cross the white line on on Sunday, you know, it's up to them really. And uh, yeah, we've got some good leaders in the team. So hopefully. You know they'll take over on the day and um, you know bring the young lads with them and, and hopefully we we'll get a performance. That's the main thing. Yeah, much was made of the retirements of Pat Martin and James Glancy. We've seen an awful lot of James Glancy for a retired man this summer. Will we see him feature on Sunday or are there any other names that maybe coming back off that injury list? I know you had a few issues with with players out injured. Will we see any new faces to this year's championship on the squad on Sunday? Yeah, like our our squad has got stronger. So yeah, we've a lot of injuries and you know most of them got through through the week there uh, on scale so you know we, we've uh, a good panel to select now from on Sunday um, yeah so yeah you you wouldn't know like we've we've uh, a lot of lads put their hand up there and ready to ready to start whenever whenever it's needed like um, so we'll see how it goes yeah you're keeping your cards very close to your chest like, <laughs> like any good mentor in a, in a Gaelic team ahead of a, a knockout stage listen thanks very much Kenneth for joining us the very best luck to you and your team on Sunday I'm sure it'll be an absolute cracker of a game and uh, we hope everything goes uh, your way in terms of the performance and the injuries and the results will obviously take care of itself yeah. at that stage perfect briefly, yeah thanks very much Thomas Crow, it's a big weekend for St Mary's. You've got minor under 17 final on Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon in Balnamore, followed by a senior semi final on Sunday evening. Weekends don't really come much bigger than this in Leitrim GA. No, this, look, this is a huge weekend for the club, Breffney. The, the young lads, the under 17s, are out there on Saturday, hopefully going for three in a row, which is unheard of for this club. Um, they're, they're quite a good group, they've worked very hard. There's a big ask though for them on Saturday. They're going to meet an Allen Gales team that are, are coming, all guns blazing for them. So hopefully we'll stand up to that challenge and hopefully we'll have something to look forward to on, on Sunday when we have a very young, inexperienced team that have gained a lot during the last few months. And uh, we're, you know, we're sort of in dream world at the moment. We're, we're, to be in a semi-final is a huge thing. To reach a final would be massive. And uh, you know, there's no pressure on the lads. They just have to try and get there and perform. They are young. Um, they have won in the past. They know what it's like to be winners, so hopefully they can bring that to the game. And Dennis has given them the confidence, so hopefully they'll, they'll do it on, on Sunday. Of course, the quarter-final this year compared to the same opposition last year, a tale of two different games really in terms of how the games went. But Dennis seems to have brought that bit of resilience that maybe was just a little bit lacking. Is it that year's experience? Has Dennis brought that to the table as well? Yeah, I think Dennis has come at a good time for the lads. I think I think last year, the first year out, you know, people will tell you first championship year, first championship match at knockout level, they just were like a rabbit in the headlights. I think they, they didn't do themselves justice in in Baltimore last year. I think this year he's he's given them that belief, that self confidence. He's given them a structure and a system, and I think they're they're beginning to benefit off it, and they're willing to learn, and they're the right age to learn. They're young lads. They've all won at underage level, and now they're they're bringing it to senior level. Again, it's a massive ask. We know what, what manner are like, but Dennis has given them structure, given them confidence, and hopefully it'll carry through. 
in terms of senior championship successes over the years, over the last 80, 100 years of Leitrim GA, Carrick have underperformed, I think it's fair to say. What's different about this group of players? Do they have what's required to, to cross that line and, and win this county championship? I know you're, you're two games away from that, yeah, but yeah. is it within this group to capabilities? Well, look, at, I suppose the whole thing now is to get to the final. That's the whole thing, to get to the final. And you know anything can happen when you get to a final and, and it's about who turns up on the day. They need to do that again this Sunday. They need to perform. They are winners, as I said. A lot of them have won a lot of underage stuff. I look back there. Some of them even won at community level less than 10 years ago. It's incredible to think that they were, you know, they're that age a group, eight and nine lads of 18 and 19 years of age. But they are winners. They don't have a fear in them. And I think Dennis has given that confidence. So, look, if they get to the final end, then it can happen. But let's get there first. In terms of the under-17s, of course, they're out on Saturday afternoon at 12 o'clock in Ballinamore. That game maybe it might change slightly in terms yeah. of the time but yeah. at the moment it's fixed for 12 o'clock yeah. in terms of the, the group coming through because we've seen um, over the last two years the likes of, of the players coming through into that senior team it must be really promising for the club to have that kind of it's a pretty much a dominance now at that age grade over the last three seasons yeah, yeah look the, the, these lads have had a great summer so far they've been quite dominant you say I know Saturday can be completely different a final and, and we're going up against tough opposition that will be really going to turn one over on us but we have a couple of great leaders in that you know Gavin Reynolds and, and um, Andrew McKenna um, Jack Casey up front these are very promising young lads very promising young lads and uh, they're sort of watching the guys that are gone ahead of them in the last couple of years they want to emulate them they want to go unbeaten for the year and uh, they want to get this title I think some of them tweeted early on in the year that three in a row was on the cards you know before Covid came so let's see if we can put our money where our mouth is and, and do it on Saturday and uh, look, look if we just take the game as it comes but we have to perform you know it doesn't matter what you're in final if you don't turn up in that you're going to be turned over and we're aware of that so hopefully we'll turn up and put in a good performance on Saturday and, and take the under 17 title. Now you mentioned the community games there earlier and someone went around during the week, I'm not sure if you saw it, but Adam Ida made his international debut and he was part of the Douglas team that beat that Carrick area team in 2010, yeah. 10 years ago and there was a few photographs, mostly from Leitrim Gales point of view, all the photographs seem to have Leitrim Gales players in them but from a Carrick point of view, you look at maybe the impact that he's had in soccer. Look, at I, I'd never worry about that, I'd never worry about that. If if we, we're there, we facilitate them, if they're good enough at whatever sport they take on, very best to look to them. We'll facilitate them, we'll bring them through, develop the players, you know, hopefully they'll stay with, with Gaelic football, hopefully they'll be there for us and for county teams in the future, but I'd never develop about an interest in other sport. I think it's very healthy, and I think any lads that commit to sport, no matter what it is, they're going to go somewhere, you know, they want to push it to the nth degree, best to look to them. And uh, should you even see John Egan's son, that famous Gary Footballer, he was just mentioning where he pr made a presentation to Adam Ida about six or seven years ago when he was under 13 and it's incredible to think he's played alongside him now for Ireland so the very best of luck to anybody that pushes themselves to that elite level we, we'll facilitate young lads and uh, we'll try and make sure that the best they can be and that's our p p philosophy in the, in the club is develop the lads if the, if the team will benefit the club will benefit and uh, hopefully they'll stay with us for a long time to come in terms of the importance of a successful senior side to a club like Carrick, how important is it to have a team at this stage of the championship competing for a county championship final spot? No, I think it is important. I do think I think to be there in the knockout stages is critical. To be in semi-finals is huge. To get to finals is massive. I think it, it keeps that interest. It creates that excitement. You, you'll see the younger kids, you know, they'll just soak that up. They just they never forget it. And you can see down through the generations, the most sort of prominent young lads have come through. They've been sort of on the back of, of very successful senior teams. So the senior teams set the tone, they set the standards, and young lads want to emulate to that. You know, from the gear they wear to the way they behave, to the way they do things, maybe the way they kick the ball over the bar, they do want to emulate them, and it has to be healthy. So, you know, it's very important to be there at the, at the end, if we can at all. On a personal note, you've been in county final as a player, you've been there as a coach, you're now there as a club chairman. How different is it uh, to be kind of totally removed from the team in some respects on, on the day of a, of a big game like this? Yeah, look, at I, I, to be honest with you now, I'm really excited about it and I'm looking forward to it, but I don't have the anxiety associated with it. I, I just, you know, I wish them very best of luck. I know all the different things that can come and go and go wrong and, you know, we, and then we throw COVID into the mix. So we're just delighted to have football. There's no pressure on those lads, just get out there and perform. We'll be thrilled for them if they can make it to a final. You know, it'll surpass our expectation. But they're the type of group that set their own standards and, and they've done it in the past, as I said. And so we're right behind them. It's brilliant to be there and I'm very excited about it for everybody in the club and especially for the group involved themselves. Well, nerves may still be there for a little bit for Saturday. But, uh, but very best of luck to you in both the minor final on Saturday and the senior semi-final on Sunday afternoon. Cheers, Beffin. Thanks very much.
Now, it seems like only the blink of an eye since we were talking about local soccer on the show. And that's because only three weeks ago since last season actually wrapped completely with Manor Rangers winning the Glasshouse Cup. Well, they're back out in action this weekend. They host Strand Celtic on Sunday morning at 11 a.m. in the B Park. And ahead of their season, I spoke to their assistant manager, Sean Gallagher, about what they're expecting from his side this year. Sean Gallagher, assistant manager of Manor Rangers. It's been a short off-season for you. Back in Super League action this weekend. You must be looking forward to it. Yeah, short is true is the word to say. Um, we're really looking forward to it. It's only three weeks ago since we played in the the cup final against Carton. Um, pre-season's in and up and running again. And we're really looking forward to Sunday kick-off against Strand Celtic. Now, obviously, we've talked about that cup final. We had you on the show along with a couple of your teammates and, and Thomas, your, your manager. But... Ahead of this season, have you had an opportunity really to look around and maybe strengthen the squad that was there that finished second in the league last year? Yeah, at the end and the start of every season, we'll assess panels and squads to see if we can add and you know bring more talent and depth into the squad. Uh, we had introduced Matthew Connolly and Oren Gettins, two of our underage lads, up to senior at the back end of the season, who were a tremendous success. Adding to that, we've uh, also added Philip Patton and Shane McGrath, two lads from... Bally Shannon that have signed and come on board with us as well and we have the the usual old guards added in with Jude and Talent with Jermic Giblin and a few of the, the, the other lads in so we're you know, raring and ready to go with a, a squad that will be ready to take on any challenge that the season brings. It's actually not that late of a start for the season given everything that's gone on over the last six months. Uh, from a club point of view, I suppose, what's the outlook with the whole coronavirus situation? I know Carrick Town were shut down this, this last weekend as where a couple of Gaelic teams also had a 48-hour suspensions. Has that affected you in any way, shape or form? No, I have to commend the club, uh, Dave Cummins, Bernie Cleary, uh, from the outset of COVID, you know, when the FBI give us the green light to get back and get up and running again. You know, we don't leave any stone unturned, uh, any, you know, rules, regulations. We need to add the, the simple thing that every player turning up with their own water bottle, hand sanitizer, you know, mask, anything that we can do to eliminate or eradicate it in the club, we do do it. Look, these things happen and unfortunately, just the way the pandemic, you know, is at this moment in time, it could it could happen. But any way we can prevent it, we aim and strive to keep it away from First of all, the club and, of course, the town of Manor Hamilton. In terms of the weekend's action, I suppose, first game of the season is always a bit cagey. Uh, how will you approach Sunday morning's game? Yeah, look, it's, it's a new season, a new dawn. The plan is, at the end of it, when we're talking in after the game, we want three points. That's the same as every single game we play this year. Um, we'll know Strand will be bringing an extremely strong squad and play, a squad of players out to play us in the park and on Sunday morning. We need to be focused and ready to go. Uh, with regardless of what 11 we put out we know that we'll have 11 eager lads ready to go and you know stake their claim for a jersey Now it's a short season in Gaelic games this year in the county but there's a bit of a clash on Sunday I know Glencar Manor are out Sunday afternoon in the county semi-final will that affect your squad selection squad availability on Sunday? Ah, it might have some uh, merit of who's picked and who's not picked. Look, we, we're a, a, a town that has cross sports um, where lads play both. Um, all we can do is encourage everyone to play as much sport and be as active as they can. Just on that, uh, the, the three clubs that are interlinked Gaelic with ourselves, um, that being Glencarman or Hamilton, the lads from Ballyshan with Rua, and also the Drum Kip lads, uh, just... Best of luck to you in your next games and well done for getting so far in your championships. The simple fact and message the club puts up is for all the lads that do play Gaelic, it's go and win it the same as what we done when we went we won the, the Glasshouse Cup. So, Of course, no provincial championships this year should Glencar Manor retain their title. So uh, worst case scenario from a soccer point of view in the town, they win the semi-final on Sunday. They've got one game left in two weeks' time in the county final. So it'll be all done and dusted then and they can concentrate on, on soccer fully at that point. Yeah, true. Look, at the end of the day, we have, we have a squad. So when the lads aren't available, look, you could have th- them lads may not be available due to injury or whatever. So, you know, you have to compensate for that and look to the available panel that's there trains on a Friday. And as I said to you before, we have young lads that aren't actively involved in the Gaelic this moment in time that are I- raring and eager to get going. And, you know, we have the old stalwarts <laughs> some of them will give me a dig for saying that Seamus Ryder Paul Clancy and um, Paul Scanlon they're always ready and able to go as well 
in terms of the expectations for this year. We spoke last year about winning silverware. You did that, albeit not the league title. What's the, the hopes and realistic ambitions for this season? It's the same as every year, I suppose. Like if you look at it this year, we came extremely close. Um, calling a spade a spade. If COVID hadn't happened, I think, you know, what it, what it might have been could have been a reality. Uh, we set the same expectations this time. I know Carberry have strengthened, but we look forward to the challenge. Uh, as I said, within our messaging group, I worry about Carberry twice this year, and that's when we turn up and play them. My focus every week is on getting three points, that when we do turn up and play them, we're right beside them, knocking for that league title and making sure that if they want to win it, they have to be ahead of Manor Rangers at the end of the season. Well, listen, Sean, the very best luck to you and your charges over the next uh, eight or nine months of the Sligo, Leitrim and District Super League season. No problem. Thanks a million. Cheers, Bethany. Now, it's great to see fantastic representation from Leitrim in terms of a doubling of the numbers at the second tier of the competition. There's two Leitrim teams in that particular grade this year. That's the Premier League competition. And joining Carrick and Shannon, who returned to action last season, are Drummer Hare, a brand new club set up, I suppose, on foot of the fantastic facilities that have been installed in the community facilities there in Drummer Hare. It's an absolute credit. We took a trip up during the week uh, to Drummer Hare, but first, let's get Carrick out of the way before we focus on the league's new boys. During the week, I caught up with the new Italian manager for Carrick Town, Alessio Mignone, but first, his veteran defender, Sean Hayden. Sean Hayden at Carrick Town you must be excited to get back on a football pitch after the last six months yeah excited now to get back uh, this year um, we didn't finish off the season there last year with Covid there was a few teams did finish it off so I can lead from that um, but we just decided because we were playing for nothing that we'd conceded the la- last three games so excited to get back with a great bunch of lads here as you can see there's a good group so looking forward to it yeah New manager, communication, any issues? His English is pretty good for an Italian lad. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. He's actually worried himself there at the start. Um, he actually got in contact with us to look after the team and we were only delighted to have him. Um, he's a nice man and he seems to know what he's talking about as well. Looked after a good few teams in Italy and that. So, yeah, really looking forward to it now. How is the squad shaping up? Of course, you're a veteran of many Sligo Leitrim campaigns. You must be um, well aware of kind of what the squad is looking like at this stage of the season. Yeah, um, the squad, I'd have to say I'm playing since I'm under 12 and I'm not under 12 anymore, but a few, few, few years under my belt. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'd say this is probably one of the best squads I have played in, to be honest. Um, so really looking forward to it. I think we should push for either promotion or definitely go to try and win it anyway this year. Yeah. That, that's a fairly big ambition. In terms of last season, what new additions have you got in the squad this year? Um, we have a few of the lads that have come back that were playing for years, Connor Byrne, and we have, have actually a good con- contingent from, from Shambo. Um, I say we have six or seven lads from there, all good lads. So obviously the few lads that aren't here from the Gaelic, with, from Fina and from obviously St Mary's. So looking forward to getting them lads back. And between everyone, between there's actually a lad from Ballinamore as well, the first lad I think I've ever played in soccer for Ballinamore. So we've about 26, 25, 26 in the squad now. So it's very, very strong. So. Very hard when you've only got 11 spots plus subs to, to keep all those people excited and still an in, interest in the squad. That is that an issue for the club usually? Um, well, it's actually it's, it's a good headache for Alex to have. Um, I suppose it's better for everyone. I think we have two for every position, maybe three in, in the midfield for a few positions, you know, so it's actually great to see. Um, but as in bad for the, the team, I wouldn't think so. Um, we have probably 22 games at least for the season, so everyone gets with injuries and people might be away and you definitely ha- you have the squad you need a squad to try and win it as I said you do need a squad Listen best of luck for the season ahead I wish you every success yeah, Cheers thanks a million hopefully you'll be interviewing me again when we win something <laughs> Thanks Alessio Mignoli or Alex as we're going to call you uh, welcome to Carrick and Shannon Thank you so much In terms of your own career you found yourself here in Carrick how did you find Carrick Town FC and congratulations on your new appointment as head coach <laughs> Thank you so much again. I moved here in the uh, February because uh, my brother lives in uh, Carrigon Channel so I want to join him and I found the, the club uh, as, uh, immediately because I've coached since 2012 in Italy and I want to keep going on with my football career so how have you found the first impressions first impression was very very good when I was in late uh, early August okay was very very good because uh, I have seen many many good players uh, all the organization is good. Uh, I it was it's like unexpected for me. 
So I'm very happy to to start the league on next Sunday and I want to bring something new from Italy. How much do you know about the teams you're going to play against in places like Tubber Curry and Colry? These are new places to you as well as Karakin Shannon. Yeah, I don't know anything about my next opponents, but I'm not scared about this because we have to face all the opponents during the league. I told my lads I want to win all the games. I know it's not easy, but this is my mentality for football. Okay. You have uh, good numbers here tonight. What's your hope for the season? My hope for the season is to do uh, our best. Okay, tonight we uh, we have. I I say we. I don't say I because we have a, we are a group. So we have 17 lads on the field. Uh, some of them are in Gaelic. Yeah, they playing Gaelic, so uh, I'm waiting them. Uh, we should have 25, 26 players for the for the league, and it's a good number. Well done on, on arriving to Leitrim. You found a little piece of heaven, but uh, the very best luck to you and your team for the season ahead. Thank you so much. But it's all about the new boys this weekend. And for once, it's Drummer Hare FC who have started life in the Sligo Leitrim District League this weekend. Their first game up is a home game against Kulani United at 2pm on Sunday. Uh, even in this environment, it's sure to attract some attention. Uh, its location of the pitch alongside the walking trail means that that could be a particularly busy portion of land in Drumahair on Sunday afternoon. It's great to see so much interest in the club. Four teams they're fielding this year, under 14s, under 15s, under 18s, and also the senior side. Now, during the week, I travelled up to Drumahair to attend a training session, and I spoke to a number of people involved in the club. We're going to hear from their club chairman, Dalton Power, and also from their under-18 manager, Damien Dunleavy, while the first team will be represented by their manager, David Downs. Dalton Power, chairman of brand new Drummer Hair FC. Uh, you're here a couple of days before your first game. You must be excited as a club. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant, Prefni. And uh, as I said, the reception we've got from the village and the locality has been absolutely fabulous. We've got plenty of, of sponsors. As you can see, I'm wearing the jersey of a guy that sponsors all the way from New York. So it's been really brilliant. Like, And as you can see behind you here, it's, it's absolutely fabulous with the respect we have from players and management, you know. Fantastic facilities here as well, of course. Uh, our first time here from the Eastern Daily point of view at the AstroTurf here in Drummer Hair. It's open maybe coming on 12 months now. Yeah. How much of a help is it to have these facilities when you looked at starting the club? Uh, look, at, uh, as I said to you before we started the interview, we done the easy job. We set up the club. I mean, the funding that Jerry Valentine and Jim Meehan, Lord of Mercy and Merv Keegan, to name but a few, they had all the hard work done, the easy job of setting up a club and I mean I had loads of people help here so it's absolutely fabulous you know. Now your seniors and under 18s are training over your shoulder yeah. here but you've also got an under 14 and under 15 yeah. team. What kind of life does that bring to the community? Well like you know yourself and you'd be the same in Leitrim Village I'm sure some of your players play in Carrick but like once the Gaelic is finished I mean they're either go to Manor Hamilton or Ballygawley or Arrowharp so I mean to keeping all your locals here saves the parents driving to different places. I mean, that in itself is a, is a, we're helping the ozone layer, we're not burning any diesel anymore. So I think it's brilliant, you know. What kind of work has gone into getting to the club to this stage? Ah, like, look, at, it was very hard to start. And our treasurer, Bernard, used to say at the meetings when we started first that we hadn't even a ball. Now we have jerseys, we have balls, we have cones, we have players. So I mean, we're there finance but we could do it more please send money we have a GoFundMe page set up actually so that's gone fairly well Brefney as well so look at you know, people have been very good and I can't believe it because as you know we have a local GA community with girls Gaelic like so I mean it's a small pot to pull from but yet everyone has been brilliant you know in terms of the players and coaching staff introduce us to some of the, the names that might be familiar or maybe are going to become familiar over the season well we have a couple of new lads to, new to coaching uh Brefney, but on the older side we have we have for the under 14s we have a guy called sean sean uh, i think his, his first name or second name is sean foley daniel o'connor daniel o'connor we have under 15s anthony hennebury would have played a lot of soccer and pat mcgoldrick would have played soccer for around locally here 
And then we have a guy called Damien Dunleavy, who used to play for Sligo Rovers and Wraith Rovers in Scotland. He's doing her under 18s and I'm giving him a hand, believe it or not. Uh, so, and on the senior team we have David Downs and we have Declan Conlon who would have played football for Sligo, uh, both Gaelic and I think David played a bit of soccer for, for Sligo Rovers at some stage. So we have plenty of help, you know. David, of course, well known to anyone who's ever done a bit of running in the Sahara. Yes, well, too. I should have mentioned that actually. Yeah, David likes his running and he's very fit. So the boys will be fit anyway. That's the one thing I can tell you. Manager of Drummer Hair Under 18s, Damien Dunleavy. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Tell us a bit about, I suppose, the the club and, and the genesis of how hair it's come out of, and how you found yourself here on a on a Wednesday night preparing for a Super League season in Drummer Hair. Um, during the summer there last year, um, so I was talking to. Um, two of the boys from the club and asked me would it be interesting to get involved if they were going to set up a club. I says, if they set it up, I'd be in. And uh, I didn't realise that they were going to, but they did. And I was, ha I was happy to get involved with the young lads. I always wanted to play, especially young lads, coaching young fellas. So when that, um, I suppose when that opened up and I seen that many people, young fellas wanted to play, I, got a, I was happy enough to do it then. In terms of, I suppose, football experience, there's no shortage. You've uh, got a couple of storied clubs on your own CV and from a playing point of view. few here in Ireland in terms of Sligo Rovers, obviously locally, but also Derry, Longford in there too, amongst others. But uh, it's your time at Wraith that you're probably best known for. Tell us about how, what it's like to play professional football. Then. Um, it was 17 when I got transferred from Sligo Rovers to uh, Kirkcaldy. It's in Fife. And uh, Jimmy Nicker was a manager, former Manchester United player. And I was in awe because I was a Manchester United supporter myself. So um, first time away from home, and uh, it was just the experience was just it grew me up as a man. I, that's just bottom line. I was only young, immature, and I ended up going to uh, Scotland, and it was just a brilliant experience, but frightening as well at the same time. First time away from home. How you ended up back in the League of Ireland? Why? Why was that? Um, I got injured. I broke my ankle when I was in Scotland, and uh, I came back to Derry. Asked invited me to uh, join them on pre-season tour, and then they wanted to buy me back. So they asked me would I be interested in coming back, and this is it was, because the Brandywell was a lovely, um, lovely stadium, and um, wanted to come back home. So. I took the opportunity to come home again. So what can you bring to these lads coming through, these 16, 17-year-olds? It's a very different environment than you would have played in. It's, it's very much about being out with your mates, playing a bit of football in your local community rather than a professional career. But what can you bring from your experience that these lads can learn from? For me, because I think I do all say they're lucky because I was an attacker. So most of my training sessions are going to be all ball, football work. Um, so to be no running, very limited. And uh, the idea for me is to improve their ball skills to uh, the passing and their technique rather than running because most of their age they're fit and let them enjoy it um, enjoy football don't take away their national ability because I think a lot of that's too much computerised now Young, if you're talented let them let them enjoy their talent don't take it out of them and that's that's the way I was they just let me play and I enjoyed it when I was let play rather than being told go this way go that way So, In terms of the actual quality of, of the players that are here what's your first impressions? Something be second or third, but the one thing I do know is they're very enthusiastic. Um, like, for example, last Thursday night, they said after training, Do you want to come on Saturday morning? 16 and put up their hand, and they were here, quartered. You can't, that's all you want is commitment, and that's the great thing about it. They're enthusiastic to play, and I'm happy to want to come and enjoy the training sessions. And so, in terms of the season, what's the expectation? It's it's new. Even this league for me, it's new. I I wouldn't know anything about the under eighteen league. So for me, it's like them. It's new for them and it's new for me. So it's an experience for both of us. But we're going to enjoy it. That's the most important thing. I think football should be enjoyed. Well, listen. Uh, congratulations. I suppose even just getting to this stage of having a team ready to to yeah. play this season, and the very best of luck. We know you'll do drummer here and, and the county proud in the Sligo League from District League. That's great. Thank you so much, David Downs. Uh, exciting times. Three days from the start of the. Premier League season, uh, brand new club, you must be excited to be involved. Absolutely, fantastic for the area that we finally got our soccer team up and running. Um, yeah, looking forward to it, looking, you know, tough, tough year ahead of us. Um, yeah, but exciting, looking forward to it. What's the, the outlook for the season? What's the squad shaping up like? We have a very young team, a um, lot of very inexperienced squad. This year is sort of like a settling in period for us, you know, we just do our best we can, you know, like um, get fellas experience and hopefully they'll enjoy the, enjoy the year and 
Well, that's not what the chairman said. The chairman said if you don't win the league, you're sacked. So. Well, my my, my uh, first goal is not to get relegated. You know, so we have, we have different uh, different uh, goals for the year. So we you might need a bit of a chat to clear the air talk <laughs> around Christmas or so. But in terms of the players that are coming through, obviously, um, no soccer club here before. Although Manor Rangers and Sligo clubs would have mopped up the best talent from around the area. How much of an addition is it to Drumahair to have its own team with its own identity and to allow local lads to play for their own? Well, home team basically well when we set up the club we insisted on that it was the local players you know rather than sending players out to as you say Manor Hamilton and, and St John's and uh, Strand Celtic that they had their own local based soccer team um, we did well this year we have 28 fellas signed up for our soccer team you know so it's very important um, that we have our own soccer club and they don't have to leave Drummer here they're, they're staying where they are you know um, the fact we've also got some of the you know some new teams up and running as well very important to the powers very important to the future of the club in a few years time that these we can teach these young fellas to play soccer and that they'll come through in the next few years in terms of i suppose a, a leitrim point of view in terms of soccer it's very much a growing sport we've had four internationals in the last two years but this is only the third adult team in the county yeah. um for the first time in about five years we'll actually have two teams in the same division so there'll be a leitrim derby of sorts how much uh, are you looking forward to maybe getting a, a crack at carrick in a couple of weeks time <laughs> That'll be, uh, that'll be that'll be good. That'll be interesting, you know. But it's it's uh, something we're looking forward to. You know, we are lucky in, in where we are because we have basically five local derbies. We have St John's, we have Glenview, uh, we have Ballygawley. You know, they're just up the road you know, as well. You know, so most of our games are basically local derbies. So we're really really looking forward to it. So we are, you know? And to just get you finally on uh, on where the expectations are for the year. What's a happy position in the league table there's 10 teams there no relegation I know you joked about that a minute ago but there's no team below you but why would you be happy in terms of where do you think you can say well we've actually had a good season well if we finish in round 4th or 5th we'll have had a good season you know we're on a steep learning curve this year lots of, lots of fellas have never played soccer never played junior soccer so we're on a steep learning curve this year and basically we're just going to build for the future no it's great just to even just to fulfil all the fixtures and just have a team that's still here in 12 months time and building and getting improving every year that's exactly uh, David thank you so much uh, for having Thanks a chat with us the best luck thank you Kyle Hart um, you're well known maybe in the Gaelic circles but this is your first stab at, a, at playing soccer what's it been like for the last few weeks pre-season it's been brilliant it's absolutely amazing to have a club in the local me up all the lads and with some serious soccer players but just we've never had the facilities near home or the desire and now that the boys have put together it's we're all over the moon thank god what encouraged you to sign up when you saw that they were setting up a soccer team well we've always me and i can speak for multiple lads like we've always wanted to play soccer but just to travel for soccer has just been tough like now that's in the local area we all we've all wanted to play now that's here we can like how important are these facilities Oh, there's something else. Even even down as far as GEA, like we were always travelling. We we're, were always we could never train at home. Like we were always out and differing, or we were always moving around. The fact that we're able to train at home, soccer, Gaelic, everything, is something else. Like this weekend, of course, you have the the big first game against Kulani on Saturday night. But there's also a small matter of a intermediate semi final to be played over the weekend. Uh, where does the uh, loyalties lie this weekend? I have to keep my loyalties with the Gaelic there. We have a big game against Gortletra the weekend on Sunday uh, and we're all focused on Gortletra. Get through them and get on to the final and hopefully get ourselves back to senior where we belong. Win, lose or draw I suppose in a couple of weeks it'll be all focused on soccer for the summer. For the yeah, yeah the, minute, the minute we kick our final Gaelic ball, the whistle blows, we'll be on full focus, all steam ahead in soccer. And we've heard from, I suppose, David, your manager, about uh, the expectations for the year. And he'd be happy with a mid-table finish just to consolidate. What's your own thoughts and what's the mood of the players? Go all the way. If, you, if you're in it to win it or you're not in it at all, that's my view in any sport. And that's the reaction we got when we spoke to Carrick earlier in the week. Uh, they were in, trying to win the league as well. Would you see an all Leitrim uh, top two maybe in a competitive game in a couple of derbies? Wouldn't you love to see it? That's, <laughs> that's where soccer belongs in Leitrim. Well, listen, the very best of luck to you. This weekend, in terms of the final in the Gaelic, of course, but for the whole season, soccer is great to see soccer. I appreciate it. Thank you. And that, folks, is all we have time for today. A massive thank you to CrossFit Carrick for their continued support of the show. It's great to have local businesses and to be able to 
share what they're up to at the moment. And don't forget, they're looking for eight-week beginner course participants. Get in touch with them. Look them up on Facebook, CrossFit Carrick. You'll find everything you want there. Now, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel to get the first look at all of the interviews that we'll be doing over the weekend. We'd love to have you over there, so don't forget to subscribe. We're trying to build that up towards a 1,000 people by the end of the year. It's a big, ambitious target. We're currently just under 200 after about four or five weeks of really focused activity on that. So we're hoping to build that up. Please subscribe over on YouTube. It's where we're trying to build up our audience over the next few months as Christmas draws closer. We will, of course, be available on all of the normal platforms as well. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, check us out. You'll find us there. But we will be back on Monday with the sports show. And then again on Tuesday, In Focus returns with an in-depth interview with Leitrim's 1994 Connacht Championship winning goalkeeper, Martin McHugh. We'll be talking all about his return to football in his late 40s and even at the age of 50 still playing football after overcoming cancer twice in the last decade. I'll talk to you on Monday. Chat to you then.